Friday, 8th of July, 2022. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Acts 8.33 Luke now continues the quote from Isaiah 53.8, which speaks of the coming Messiah. The eunuch continues to read out the passage to Philip with the words, In his humiliation his justice was taken away. The words vary from the Hebrew text, which reads, He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. Despite the differences, the words cited now by Luke follow the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the Septuagint, exactly. As such, unless Luke only later referred to the Greek to write out the words, it demonstrates that the eunuch was reading from the Greek translation. The Hebrew and Greek don't actually vary as much as may appear from the English translation. Albert Barnes notes, quote, The word rendered prison denotes any kind of detention or even oppression. It does not mean, as with us, to be confined in a prison or jail, but may mean custody and be applied to the detention or custody of the Saviour when his hands were bound and he was led to be tried." End quote. As such, the Greek translators may have seen humiliation as being equivalent to the idea of his imprisonment. It is in this state of humiliation and being bound and oppressed that he was also denied justice. In studying the events of the trial and crucifixion of Jesus, it is clear that a large number of actions occurred that were contrary to the law. Volumes have been written about this, demonstrating the completely unfair trial that Christ Jesus faced. Next it says, And who will declare his generation? The seemingly simple intent of these words is highly debated, and there are many suggestions as to what the meaning actually is. Does generation refer to those who are Christ's after the completion of his work? meaning those who spring from him? Does it refer to those who treated him wickedly, meaning they are a generation that must be called out and punished for the rejection of their Messiah and so on? The greater evidence would point to those of his generation who rejected him. Jesus spoke of them again and again in the Gospels. Two of the many examples are, But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. The Queen of the South will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. Matthew 12:39-42. Therefore you are witnesses against yourselves, that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents, brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, 
from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. Matthew 23, 31-36 With this considered, the final portion of the eunuch's reading is, For his life is taken from the earth. It is a close enough rendering to the Hebrew, and the meaning is obvious in both. The Messiah would be cut off from the land of the living, Hebrew text, through a death that would be sudden. He was alive, and then his life was ended. In the Greek, it is clear enough. He was on the earth, and his life was in him. However, that life was taken from him. The reference of the action is the Messiah, not the earth, as if he was abducted by aliens or snatched away by angels. With the reading of these words of Isaiah complete, the narrative will continue in the next verse. Life Application There may be differences between various source texts, and this can cause confusion as to what the true rendering of scripture is. This is more the case when it becomes evident that some texts have been purposefully corrupted in order to hide or twist obvious things that don't fit a particular agenda. Likewise, commentaries may have been written which are clearly biased against what really occurred. As this is so, it is a good thing that scholars over the years have taken a global view and looked at all of the texts and commentaries and carefully pieced together where errors have crept in or where they have been intentionally inserted into scripture. By doing this, those corrupted areas of various texts can be highlighted and dismissed. God has ensured that enough translations exist of the word to allow us to do this, and there is very little doubt about what the actual reading of scripture is. A very simple example of this is to set a portion of Colossians 1.16 side by side with various translations and see what happened with one particular translation. For in him all things were created, NIV. For by him all things were created, ESV. For everything was created by him, CSV. Because by means of him all other things were created, NWT. The Greek is clear and easy to understand. It is speaking of Jesus, and it conveys the truth that everything was created by him. However, the NWT of the Jehovah's Witnesses adds in a word, other, that cannot be inferred. In their older translations it used to say, because by means of him all other things were created. However, the addition of this word was so obviously wrong that people would ask, hey, why did they insert that word there? In order to avoid such questions that have no reasonable explanation, they simply took out the brackets. In this, it then removed any further questions by those who might otherwise be seeking the truth. This sort of manipulation is common, and such an error is easily discovered and dismissed by referring to various translations and then checking with the original. So, when you read the Bible and see things that are hard to reconcile, please understand that there is an answer to your question. Someone out there has done the hard work to point out to you where the resolution is. With a little searching, you will find it. Be confident that what we have is God's word. Where variations arise, 
there is always another source text to refer to that will provide the needed clarification to settle any difficulties. Lord God, thank you that you have protected your word so that we can know what is correct and what has been corrupted, either accidentally or purposefully. Thank you for the assurance we have concerning it. We have full confidence that it is reliable. Hallelujah for your precious word. Amen. The Lord says, See my servant will act wisely. People will greatly honour and respect him. Many people were shocked when they saw him. His appearance was so damaged he did not look like a man. His form was changed so much they could barely tell he was human. But now he will sprinkle many people. Kings will be amazed and shut their mouths. They will see the things they have not been told about my servant. They will understand the things they have not heard. Who would have believed what we heard? Who saw the Lord's power in this? He grew up like a small plant before the Lord. He was like a root growing in a dry land. He had no special beauty or form to make us notice him. There was nothing in his appearance to make us desire him. He was hated and rejected by people. He had much pain and suffering. People would not even look at him. He was hated and we didn't even notice him. But he took our suffering on him and felt our pain for us. We saw his suffering. We thought God was punishing him. But he was wounded for the wrong things we did. He was crushed for the evil things we did. The punishment which made us well was given to him and we are healed because of his wounds. We all have wandered away like sheep. Each of us have gone his own way. But the Lord has put on him the punishment for all the evil we have done. He was beaten down and punished, but he did not say a word. He was like a lamb being led to be killed. He was quiet, as a sheep is quiet while its wool is being cut. He never opened his mouth. Men took him away roughly and unfairly, and none of his generation protested. He was put to death. He was punished for the sins of my people. He was buried with wicked men. In his death, he was with a rich man. He had done nothing wrong. He had never lied. But it was the Lord who decided to crush him and make him suffer. So the Lord made his life a penalty offering, but he will see his descendants and live a long life. He will complete the things the Lord wants him to do. He will suffer many things in his soul. But then he will see life and be satisfied. My good servant will make many people right with God. He carried away their sins. For this reason I will make him a great man among people. He will share in all things with those who are strong. He willingly gave his life. He was treated like a criminal. But he carried away the sins of many people. And he asked forgiveness for those who sinned. Isaiah 52 verse 13 to Isaiah 53 verse 12. 